Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Welcome to another five minute flip. What is up, Flip Eponymi? Welcome to your five minute flip for June the 7th, 2023. I have a brand new microphone. It is new. It is nice. It is it is a little bit out of my league when it comes to technical knowledge. So hopefully this sounds okay, and I'll uh, I'll try to adjust accordingly. Uh, if not, hey, today for your five minute flip, I want to talk about you know deconstructionism. Uh, I want to intro with that. that you know deconstructionism. If you don't know what that is, I don't really have time to get into it. But just this this phase. I don't have time to get into it in depth, but the this phase that many of us go through, many Christians go through, some deconstruct their faith altogether, and they're not Christians by the end of it. Uh, I don't even know what the official definition is, but you know, you basically learn some stuff when you're a kid and a teenager about God, about the Bible, about Jesus, and then maybe in your 20s, in college, in grad school, maybe it's in your 30s, maybe it's in your 40s, who knows, maybe beyond. I'm only 40, so I can't speak beyond that quite yet. But you hit this phase of deconstructionism where, and I, the point of this episode is not to talk about all the th- ways you might deconstruct. I want to give you some examples of why you might be deconstructing your faith, though, uh, without getting into the the weeds of any of them. Uh, so you might be deconstructing your faith because of the Bible, because of things you learned about archaeology or uh, about how the Bible was put together or whatever. And these are things that just rattle your faith. They jar your faith, the faith that, that you were raised in. You're like, that doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, your faith might be deconstructing because of suffering in the world. Uh, you might be looking at things like the Holocaust, like global global poverty, uh, just the the amount of evil in the world. It's just it's just at a widespread level and going, why doesn't God do something about this? You know, maybe there's no God. And certainly it could be from suffering you're experiencing in your own life. Way uh, it be through the cancer of a child or infertility or whatever it may be. And just going, man, God, I was just, I was taught that you would answer these prayers and you're not. What's up with that? Maybe, maybe God, you know, isn't real. Uh, it could be related to Donald Trump and Trumpism and the, the, the way evangelicalism much of evangelicalism married themselves, and, and to even sadly, after the, the insurrection of January 6th, uh, many evangelicals are still supporting Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, I, first of all, let me just say, as I always like to on the flip side, I, I'm not saying don't be, uh, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I, I should say I'm not telling you what party to vote for. Uh, but you have to realize, if you if you haven't already, that Trumpism and evangelicalism got married together, and it caused a ton of uh, Christians to deconstruct their faith, leave their faith, and say, "I, that's not of Jesus." You know, that's not that I, I can't be associated with that. And so, if that's what Christianity is, then then that's not that's not what I'm going to be about. So, uh, this I don't have time more time to get in depth on this episode, but that could be a reason that you've deconstructed your faith. Uh, it could be along the areas of LGBTQ plus and just on any anywhere along that spectrum theologically it is it is it can be really unnerving and unsettling to just to go man the bible says this about sex and yet i'm gay or i know all these gay people and they they are wired this way when it comes to sex and this just doesn't make sense and so maybe this is all you know just made up or it you know those sorts of things so um I can tell you within those examples I gave, some of those have played a role, uh, you know, in my faith journey 
as far as periods of, I guess, what could be called deconstructionism, um, you know, and doubt and things like that. Not all have, but certainly I know people that would fall into each of those of those categories. So what I want to talk to you about today in the few minutes that we have left is not about figuring each of those things out, right? Each of those is a really long journey um, to figure out and to talk through. And we may do that another time uh, on some of those subjects. But what I want to talk to you about is in my own journey of deconstructionism, where that's come come upon me. And yes, even as a pastor, I, I struggle with that kind of stuff sometimes. And it's hard as a pastor because you can't really process it publicly. And I have good places privately to process that, to process these things. But there, there, there came a point when I said, okay, what is it that I believe? Like, what are the things that I that are not? And again, just so you know, deconstructionism is not somebody going, I'm going to deconstruct my faith. It comes upon you. It just starts happening. You get confronted with things, new realities, new new things that are true about reality that you didn't know before or discovered. And you go, whoa, this was hidden from me, you might say sometimes. Or... Um, this this is a completely new perspective that I've never I've never had to give any weight to before and and now you know now I am so I want to make that clear because I used to think I think in my pre deconstructionism days I used to think people just thought people were arrogant or they thought they were too cool for Christianity or you know they were too cool to be Christians anymore they got too um, they just got they want to be like the world or something and I maybe there's some out there like that but I think for by and large it's something that comes upon you and you start reeling the ground underneath your feet just starts shifting and shaking and you're going, Oh no, you know, your legs feel like they just got taken out from under you and you just, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to, how to put it back together. So what I want to talk about is three, three things uh, quickly. They'll be quick. Um, that I, that I couldn't deconstruct. Three things that I said, what is it I really, really, really believe um, as a human and, you know, about God? And I just want to give you these, and I hope that you can believe in these things too. I think this is really applicable, even if, you know, if you're a non-Christian. I don't, I'm, I'm assuming I don't have that many non-Christian listeners, honestly. But uh, if you are, I hope these are three things you could get behind. Um, and if you're someone deconstructing your faith, I would just encourage you to really, really look at these three things and see where you where you fall or where you land on them. The first one is creation. And I think there's two components of creation. One is just the magnificence of creation. So the ocean, ocean life, man, just, <laughs> oh, just crazy. I, I saw a YouTube video of a grouper, a Goliath grouper, eating, uh, someone caught a hammerhead shark on their fishing pole and they were reeling the hammerhead shark in, and they were all excited. And a Goliath grouper came up out of the water and ate the hammerhead shark, full size, off of the hook. <laughs> I mean, that's what the ocean is filled with. Just the craziness of the ocean, the deep sea fish of the ocean, blob fish, and those fish that glow. And I mean, it's just incredible. God's creation, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, I, I'm falling in love with national parks. I went to the Rocky Mountains a couple of uh, summers ago. I actually did a podcast about that. I'll try to, if I can, I'll try to give you the episode. I didn't, ha- I don't have it ready. Uh, just being on top of, cli- doing some, some, some climbing, really some light climbing, but being in the Rockies and just seeing the splendor of the Rockies for the first time and just 
being in awe of the magnificence of God and his creation. And, and I'm going to Yosemite National Park uh, this month, and I expect for a Beyond the Battle retreat, shout out to my Beyond the Battle alumni guys. Um, just, I cannot be an atheist in those places. I think it is just supernatural, if you let it be, uh, to to see. What I mean by that is, sure, certainly there's atheists who go to those places and they, they don't see God in that. Uh, my point is that God, man, I mean, if he created the the beauty and the magnificence uh, of of the of that majesty, and so I just wanna, I just wanna encourage you. Uh, episode fifty three, by the way, if you wanna go back into the archives, uh, August 9th, two thousand twenty one, of this podcast, if you wanna listen to more on that. But just that part of nature, just the beauty of it, the intricacy of it, watching spring wildflowers bloom, and just going, why are there spring wildflowers? I mean, God just was lavish in his beauty and creativity when he made creation. Uh, but there's also the piece of creation. There's these beautiful things <clears throat> within creation that are beautifully good. And I don't know how else they can be explained. Uh, just the the love that people can share for each other. Just just what love and connection is on big levels and small levels when, when people connect with each other. Uh, I think that's a beautiful part of creation. Let alone, I, I forgot to mention, parts of creation that just don't seem to fit like fire and rainbows and just um, things like that, that lightning, and you're just like, wow, that's incredible. So creation is, is one that I think really is an evidence that God exists and created all this. Uh, the universe is constantly expanding. Could you try to get your head around that? There's like somewhere out there, is there like an edge of the universe and it just keeps expanding? So what's, be- what's beyond the edge, right? It's just wild. Uh, okay, that's number one, creation. The second one is the resurrection. And, you know, I won't, I won't give you the whole sermon here, but I, I think when you look at how Christianity started, uh, you know, a lot of religions, they begin with men being offered power and sex and money and land. And Christianity is the total opposite of that. Uh, by men, I mean males. Uh, you know, you're offered those things. You're like, yeah, I'll join that religion. That sounds great. Power, money, sex, and uh, what was the other one? Land. That sounds great. Uh, Christianity, total opposite. You know, 11 of the 12 of the original disciples, apostles, were killed for their faith, tortured, tortured to death uh, because of their faith in Jesus. Uh, they, they weren't promised anything. You know, they were promised a martyr's life, to, uh, to be persecuted and to die. But before that, you know, and the Gospels show this, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they were scared. Uh, Jesus was dying on the cross. They did not believe in him. At that time, they, they had all these doubts. They were scattering. And then he dies on the cross. He raises, he, I believe he raises from the dead because you see next these same apostles are out in the public squares where they were told not, it was illegal to talk about Jesus. And they're preaching Jesus. They're being beaten for it. They're being persecuted. They're being martyred. And this is not just in the Bible. I mean, we, we see evidence of this in history where you look at how the church started and it just came out of nowhere. I mean, the church was, I don't know how many disciples were, were there when Jesus was at the cross. I mean, there was more than the 12. He had the 70 and, and whatnot. Uh, but the, it exploded. It exploded after that. We have, we have thousands of people believing in Jesus in the book of Acts. And so you have this church of Jerusalem of thousands of new Christians now who were Jews that became Christians. And you've got to go, what happened? Something has Something happened in history that would make that many people change their minds 
that quickly when nothing was incentivized, nothing was given to them. They were not given political power. Uh, they were not given economic power. They were actually, in a Jewish family, often would have been kicked out of their families. They would have been exiled from their families, from their social circles, lost their jobs. So what happened that would have made them put their faith in this new religion, I guess, if you want to call it that. And it's that they saw Jesus resurrect from the dead. And the Holy Spirit came certainly as well. But they saw the resurrection and now and now they believed. And N.T. Wright has a lot of good stuff on this. You can you can read about uh, for free online. But just uh, it's, it's just just incredible. Uh, I don't think you can explain Christianity, the beginning of it, without a resurrection, without this catalytic, that's the word, catalytic event that made that many people change their minds about such a huge, huge part of their life uh, so quickly. And then the third one would be the path of following Jesus, I just find very compelling. And when I see people who follow the path of Jesus, and let me say this, there's a lot of Christians out there that are despicable, and call themselves Christians that, I don't know, I'll let God be the judge if, if they are or not. I mean despicable in the public square. They're jerks. Uh, they're, they're bullies. Um, they're not like Jesus. But I'm talking about if you really study Jesus and the way he lived, and he said, come follow me, and you look at the way he treated people and the type of love he demonstrated to outcasts, to people that don't have social standing in our society, um, it's incredible. And when I love my wife, when I love my children, when I love the poor, the outcast, I go, that love's tapped into that, to the love of Jesus. That's, that's my motivation. That's my inspiration. I don't know how non-Christians tap into that. And, and again, there's great non-Christians out there too. I'm not saying there's not. But when I look overall uh, at the lifestyle offered by this world, I just find it to be very empty. I find it to be very selfish and live for the moment. It's very animalistic, um, you know, just very carnal, very pleasure-filled, just even small pleasures, you know. Just my, my life is about me and me alone. I find that to be very empty and hollow, and as you see that played out over a lifetime, I don't think it's a compelling way to live. And when I see the path of Jesus laid out over a lifetime, you'll lose a lot. You'll suffer. But I think it's a compelling way to live that... Um, I just, it's one of the reasons that I can't, I can't deconstruct that. Um, I can't deconstruct that. So I don't know if I said that well, but I'm at 15 minutes already. And so I'm going to wrap up this five minute flip. I hope that does give you some things, you know, just to think about. And I love you and care about you and your faith. And uh, I would just encourage you if you're going through a deconstruction process, um, not to throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, no matter even where you're going with the Bible right now and um, all those kind of things, just if you can even put some of that on the shelf and just uh, look at Jesus, just look at his life, look at the things he taught, the way he taught, and then the life he calls his followers into and, and, and try to separate all that out from American Christianity um, and even from the rest of the Bible and just say, you know, would I have followed Jesus if I was there in the first century? And, and he was walking around teaching, and he said, come follow me. Would I have left my nets and went and followed him? Uh, and I, I want to say, yes, I would have. And if you would have, if you would have been compelled by him and, and followed him around and listened to him, then just keep doing that today. Keep doing the same thing today. And 
as deconstruction rocks your foundation, um, you know, just ask Jesus to build you a new one with him, with him as the, with him as the foundation. So creation, the resurrection, and just the path of Jesus, the way of Jesus, the lifestyle of Jesus. Those are the three things um, that have kept me in my faith. They're the three things that I've said, yeah, I, um, I can't, these can't be deconstructed for me. And so I encourage you with that. And, uh, I'll be praying for you in general as my podcast listeners, if that's anything you're struggling with. And uh, thanks for listening to this five-minute flip, which really was a 16-and-a-half-minute flip. And I'll see you next time on the flip side. Thanks for listening to this five-minute flip. Subscribe for more flips and long-form episodes of The Flip Side. Visit www.patreon.com slash to support and get sweet flip side swag.